Hey, dude, what's up? <laughs> I didn't have breakfast today. I woke up at 2 in the afternoon. I'm having my way So, Facing the Crowd podcast, we're going to be speaking to CJ Wildheart from the Wild Hearts and CJ Wildheart solo stuff. I'm here with Hobo. And Hello. Let's, let's get into CJ now. Yes. So, hey, we're Facing the Crowd podcast. This is yeah, Sam, Sam. Hobo. <laughs> I'm Perks. You're CJ <laughs> Wildheart. How are you doing? How am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> So, I'm, I'm I'm good. Yeah, I'm really good. The sun's out. Summer's on its way. So yeah, it's like um, as the weather gets hotter, my general mood lifts. So I love this sort of this time of year, spring and summer. Yeah. Oh, sun's definitely. out, guns out. Yeah, CJ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You've been spending a lot of time in the studio, haven't you? Um, not really. No. I mean, uh, I've been. I record um, all my solo stuff here in 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 my home, but uh, and it takes me about probably four months of your solo album but I, I did my last solo album during lockdown last year so you know I had a lot of time on my hand but we've just finished the wild arts album but it wasn't um we didn't rehearse or do any pre-production for this so I literally spent about probably two two three days in the studio on my own working with the wow. producer we, yeah. we, we 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 haven't actually recorded as a as a group on this album once um wow. Ginger and Richie went in and put their their um, tracks down. And then I went in and did all my guitars and vocals and Danny went in and did his bass and vocals. So, Oh, sweet. Was it a weird way to record? Oh, I suppose it must be. If you've... No, not really. No, I mean, um, I mean I, I'm mean, i used to working on my own, on my solo stuff. So, uh, yeah. um, and to be honest with you, I prefer it. I prefer not working with the band because it's less drama and things <laughs> just, you kind of turn up and you do your job and you just want to go. When the band's all together, you know, you're, you're, you're just, you know, things don't get um, done as quick. So, mucking around. Yeah, it's definitely, I, I mean, it's the first time we've ever worked like this, but a lot of bands, you know, especially last year, a lot of bands are working remotely. Yeah. And, cool. and so it's kind of like, you know, we're not in the 80s or 90s anymore. And, and I kind of like, I like the future. I like the way people can work. I mean, I can record all my parts at home if I wanted to. Yeah. And, you know, um, you know, send the files to, to who's ever working on the album. But, you know, those options are available if you've got the right setup. And I think it's amazing you can do that now. You don't need a massive big studio in the middle of nowhere, which is going to cost you, you know, two grand a day. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, really that good, kind mate. of technique could actually keep bands going, couldn't it? Not having to pay out for all of this. Just do it. It, it, it enables um, smaller artists and smaller bands to make a living now because you, you, you back in the day, I mean, um, uh, we needed a record deal 
to be able to put albums out and, you know, to, to tour around the world and to put albums around the world, out all over the world, you needed a, a sizable deal, you know, and, and um, with, with the way technologies move forward, there's, there's kids out there who get recognised and get seen and they haven't got a record deal, they're doing it on social media and stuff like that, and they're recording stuff on their own in their bedrooms or basements, and it's it's amazing that they've got this this technology in their laptops, you know, or on the you know even on your phone, you can the stuff you can do, the video you can shoot on your phone now is amazing. Yeah. And I think I think um, I think it's a really really good thing. I don't I don't fear technology. I absolutely love it and I embrace it. And I think what what technology has done is made the world smaller, and it's it's given people opportunities if they if they are if they have that kind of artistic temperament to to build on it. And you, you kind of you give something to labels now or management companies, which is a lot more developed than it was back in our day, you know, for kids who, you know, coming out of a rehearsal studio with half written songs. Kids are coming up with albums and stuff like that now. And it's yeah. it's good. It's a really, they haven't really got to good... just take a punt on you now, have they? They just got to they can hear half half a finished works, like you're saying. Yeah, they can cut the crap out from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it doesn't matter how mangled you are. Here's, here's half an album done for you guys. <laughs> I mean, pub. Lockdown was, um, if there was anyone out there who was scared of, of, you know, was harping back to what it used to be like, you know, before computers were around and mobile phones were around, lockdown actually showed you um, what computers and mobile phones, um, there's a really good side to it. It keeps people yeah, in contact with and you know, there's there's always our oh, kids are always on their tablets, or you know, you're always on your phone and stuff like that. Um, if you didn't have those things in your hands, you wouldn't have been in contact with people all of last year during lockdown. You know, no. families would have been out of touch, loved ones would have been out of touch, and and you know, kids wouldn't have been taught and stuff like that. So you know, um, next time you slag off the internet or the phone and stuff, think about it. You know, yeah, the, no, think totally. about it, like writing letters and telegrams. And stuff. If you want to go back to those days, take your penny farthing, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> so, so, CJ, how, how would you sum up the internet in one sentence then, from your um, point of the view? World at your fingertips. Yeah. Um, only a dumbass wouldn't be able to 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 utilize the internet to, 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 to find out there's so much information on there. A lot of it's like, there's a lot of, as much as there's, you know, facts and correct information, you've got the, um, what are they called? Conspiracy theorists and stuff yeah. like that. Flat earthers yeah. and, you know, the people who think, you know, Bill Gates is trying to take over the world. I, the, but my favourite one is the, was it the Great Reset or the New World Order or the Illuminati? I mean, fucking hell, man, get a grip. Yeah. Illuminati. It's always <laughs> interesting to read these things, isn't it? But it's like, well... Yeah, I mean, believe what Dan Brown writes about. It's all bullshit. Yeah. Fucking right. Right. <laughs> CJ, um, if, if you could start your own conspiracy theory, what road would you go down? Oh, God, it's full of shit and it doesn't exist. See? That's the best one. Yeah. Because that's actually true. <laughs> yeah, mate, once you watch Red Wolf as a kid, that, that, that got things over, innit? <laughs> <laughs> Once you watch Red Dwarf when you're a kid, the God thing's yeah. over, isn't it? Yeah, um, I mean, um, the, the God thing's over once you stop, which should be over once you stop believing in Father Christmas. 
Yeah. yeah. What, what, you mean it's not real? Huh? I mean, it's Who's not real. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a lot, a lot realer than God. I mean, I understand faith, and I understand people what, why they have faith. But you know, um, I was brought up Roman Catholic, and I was an altar boy. And and you know, by the time I was thirteen, my mum had, you know, uh, she's devout, but she ha- also had enough respect for her her sons to say, "Do you still want to go to church?" And I said, "Absolutely not. I don't believe in God. And if there is a God, I've prayed enough." But I mean, I, I was a, a horrible altar boy. I used to like um, change the holy water into tap water and watch babies get baptized in that. And I used to lick the host and like swill the red wine and spit it back into the bottle. And during um, confession, I used to make up sins just to make the um, the priest gasp. Uh, how you know he, he had Damien, the Antichrist, on the other side of the street. Making up sins. And, uh, oh, that's brilliant. Anti-religion, but I, I became anti-religion because I was brought up religious, and and you know, at, at a very young age, uh, of course, there's no God. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, the world created in six days, and he rested on the seventh. I mean, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. But you know, I understand why people believe that. You know, I understand why they got to have that. They need to be, belong to a flock, and they need to belong to you know a church. Or a club yeah. and we need to move with the masses my attitude to life is if everyone's going that way i'm going to go this way because there's mm. going to be more less people um, yeah fair play mate yeah yeah i forgot to tell you like the reason we picked today and in, instead of tomorrow is because me and perks are incredibly religious <laughs> <laughs> well no I'm we're not mate i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> I <don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> but my dog's in hospital <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, my check? dog's actually in hospital. Yeah, he's just gone blind. <laughs> this is not a joke. Uh, oh, really? No, no. Like, uh, what an animal uh, hospital? What, yeah, last about? week he went blind within six days, and took right. his vets and everything, and they've they've now put him in a dog hospital in Cambridge. I had to drive up there last night. How, how old is he? Seven. You know? Oh, right. So he's young. He's like mid, mid. Yeah, mid, yeah. Mid. It's like a. Jack of Wow, so, um, I mean, was this a gradual thing or it just happened like no, that? No, like, at first he was just like chasing the ball and then he'd like veer off and not know where it was. And he, like, when he got oh. close to it, and it was like, oh, what's he doing? And then he started on the lead walking into parked cars. We were like, oh, fucking hell. And then, okay, so- and then his, his sight just went within a week. He's completely blind. So he's gone off. And yeah. they, they, do they have any idea what's wrong with him? No, they've, they've, they've got blood tests back and they say it's really, um, there's something wrong with him. So they're keeping him in again and they're doing all these tests. Please, please don't take him to Lords. No, no. <laughs> Go and have a look at that now. <laughs> Bless him. I mean, apart from his sight, his health is yeah. fine, yeah? Yeah. It's, it's so, um, one of the things like um, I admire about the animal world is is how resilient they are and yeah. how they can overcome things like like that very quickly. And yeah. um, you know, I really, really hope your um, dog makes it through, and I really hope they find out what's wrong with them. I mean, yeah. that's bizarre. Really yeah, no, bizarre. It's totally bizarre. It's yeah. Thanks, mate. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've been trying to do this for a while now, but you know, and um, we've had to cancel mm. a couple of times. Oh, I'd like a bit of. A, Changing experience to say the oh, least. Like, like table tennis over Twitter, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. you, you guys are in a band, yeah, and this is your rehearsal space, yeah. Yeah, this is my yeah my my rehearsal space, yeah. Oh, I'm in you, a band. Do you run, do you run um, a rehearsal studio or? 
Yes, yes, our own rehearsal studio, yeah. Oh, right, okay. Right, so you rent it out and stuff. Is it like your business? Or? No, we don't rent it out. Um, we we rent it off someone else and um, they own nice, the building. Uh, I see you've got, like, expensive gear. Yeah, behind yeah, 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 yeah. There we go, look. <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> God. Right Everything's flying. Yeah, let's give you the tour, you look. tour look. <laughs> Jesus. Got, 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 <laughs> God. Yeah, you're like the wild arts. You don't have any gear, you know. <laughs> I have, I mean, um, to be honest with you, I, I've got a couple of amps about a probably less than two years in amps for a, since about 2004. Hiring mm. amps, yeah. So I've got a couple of Marshalls and um, um, I've got, I've got some cabs now. Our gear's stored in Bristol. So, um, you know, obviously we have guitars, but we're not. We don't have tons and tons of gear, yeah. I think yeah. I think Richie's one one drum kit, right? You know, yeah. We're not we're not a gear. Um, we're not a gear. I know Ginger Ginger collects guitars. Actually, Ginger's probably the most gear type person in the band. Yeah, um, right, um, right. Yeah, that was a guitar, don't you? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do, but I don't go for anything expensive. I've got like eight Epiphones, and you know that'll do me really. I've got, well, I've got I've got a couple of vintage Gibsons. Obviously, my my main guitar, my Lucille, is is you know that's a, a vintage Gibson. It's probably worth a lot of money. Um, but um, my recent guitar, my was a little Epiphone I got for like 120 quid off eBay. Nice, nice. Yeah, Dropping some expensive pickups and stuff, but I've got to deal with um, bare knuckles, so I've got a, yeah. a, a good price on them. But um, it's my favourite guitar at the moment. This yeah. 120 phone I got, yeah, it's amazing. It's just I love it, mate. I don't think you can beat an Epiphone, you know. I mean, I wouldn't say that if I had enough money to buy a load of Gibsons, but <laughs> I think an Aston Martin can beat an Epiphone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're they're going up in price though, aren't they? Quite quite fast as well. So. What, what, what? Epiphones? Yeah, yeah. Why? Just, they're I like, don't know why. I mean, I think a lot of people are seeing that they're um, they are like quite well made, and they're like you know they're kind of sort of comparable with Gibson, and and they're sort of whacking the prices up. There's a lot of people like collect them. I think Gibson haven't made a decent guitar since about '94, and they ah, exactly wood and stuff. That's why um, vintage Gibsons sound and play better than the, the new ones. I mean, I um. My Lucille's, I think it's 91 or something. But when we were touring in the States, um, I was getting um, guitars of Gibson loaners to use. And um, yeah. I was saying, I have these Lucille's. They're just not as nice. And they said, well, it's a different wood and stuff. And, mm. you know, the wood on, on your, your Lucille's, it's a vintage guitar. And it's like a different, um, it's a heavier, denser wood, which we're not allowed to use anymore. And, and so if you want uh, the same guitar, you're going to have to buy one from the early 90s. Or, yeah. or older yeah and um it's a shame but you know they weren't they using wood from places they shouldn't have been using wood yeah Gibson. probably yeah, yeah. I've, I've got um i've got an epiphone uh which is made out of koa wood and it's um it's only found in hawaii this wood and they're not allowed right. to, they're not allowed to cut trees down to get it they have to wait till the trees fall down on their own <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah there's but, only mean, been a certain amount made Oh, a lot of people say to me, oh, if you get a good Epiphone, you know, it's, it, you should keep it because, you know, they're, they're far and few between. But when you get a good one, it's, it can easily stand up to any Gibson. So. Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. Well, so you like, you, you, you order one of those guitars and then you have to wait for a hurricane just to actually <laughs> get it delivered. No, well, they, make, they only make a certain amount. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> 
Where's that next heart ranger? I really want me to fucking guitar. Aren't Gibson, aren't they bust now? Or are they still a company? I don't know. I thought they were. Um, I they thought they got out. saved. I'm not 100% sure, yeah. but I thought they did get saved. But um, I think they've they've sort of taken, because they were just making guitars left, right and centre with all that, the um, like auto-tuners and all this crap on it that nobody really wanted. Um, and that's yeah. why people yeah. stopped buying them. So I think they've gone back to basics and they've really cut down the catalogue. Um, but they're concentrating more now on the quality a lot more than all the stupid little gimmicks. Who yeah, needs also tuners? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's, there's, you know, they have classic guitars. You shouldn't mess with them. You no, know, if they're not no. broken, don't fix them. I, I remember seeing a Les Paul when we were playing in Japan. Uh, Ginger got given a Les Paul as a spare, and it was one of those robot ones which tuned themselves. And it's yeah. just like, what's the point? Yeah. I mean, what having a guitar that tunes itself? But the idea was like, you could, a, a, a guitar that's set upright and strung right doesn't go out of tune. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. just, it just doesn't. Yeah. So why do you need something that's going to tune itself? I, that, I, don't, I don't get it. Do you know what? We turned it. up down here and I picked up one of my headphones and it's one I, li- I literally haven't picked yeah. it up for like two years. And I said to him, fucking hell, it's still in tune. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't go out of tune. Uh, <laughs> All right, enough about guitars because I'm starting to sound like a nerd. No, fair well, play, you, you, you did a new album, Twenty First Century Love Songs. Tell us about mm-hmm. that. Did you? Did you? Obviously, you write tracks. What? How many tracks did you put towards that? You wrote. Oh, and right, tell us version, about them. I'm not. Um, there's ten tracks on the version available at the moment. They're ten of Ginger's tracks. Um, the reason for that is um, we had a deadline, and they were the ten songs ready for for the album. So there's actually another four songs. Two of them are mine. So we're, we're, we're not too sure what we're doing with them at the moment. But um, the 10 tracks on the album right now are amazing. It's just a, such a really good, chunky piece of music. And um, it's just, it's, it's, um, it's really, really nice to be in a band after, you know, so long to still be excited about, you know, new music. And, and I think one of the reasons why, you know, this album sounds so fresh it's because of the way we made it we didn't rehearse it we didn't spend you know months in us in you know doing pre-production or doing demos not there was none of that and, it, and it's all kind of on the spur of the moment and you know it keeps things fresh and there's a really fresh good sound to this album you know it's, it's, it's not renaissance men part two it's, it's another you know element to the band but we, we never make the same album twice no no yeah but i mean like renaissance men to me is like it's right up there with anything that you've ever released. It's, it was an incredible album, and it's you know I've had it in the car since since it came out, and it's uh, it's such a powerful record. How I would describe really, uh, Renaissance yeah. Men is when you put it on, it sounds like a great hits album. Yeah, yeah, that's how it's, I would um, describe it. I'll be honest with you, that when powerful, we were making... isn't it, from start to finish? Oh, it's an intense album. I mean, when we were making it, um, you know, uh, considering we hadn't made an album for over ten years, and and you know, so we were we were slightly nervous about how it was going to be like you know received but you know the minute it came out I mean people were just embracing the album and they could tell it wasn't a band who you know were getting lazy you know oh, when, okay. when it comes to our sound we, we're not a lazy band uh, oh god no like, like Lee said anyway every song is like every song could be a single really you know <laughs> well I hope I hope I hope 21st century love song does you know does exactly the same you know um I mean I, I, Hands down, the cover on Renaissance Men, that that picture they used to do the painting is probably one of the worst pictures I've seen in my life. And somehow they made us all look 
like uh, I don't know, a hundred years older. And and but the, the the good thing about the Renaissance Man cover is when people met us in the flesh, it's like fuck me, you guys look so much better than you do on the album. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like something out of Mad Max on that cover, don't you? <laughs> Yeah, it's like it, it, it should have come with like dark sun glasses, you know. <laughs> um, but the cover on 20, 21st century love songs is just, I mean, it's its unbelievable. I mean, it's such yeah. an image. Yeah. yeah. Who did you use for that? Is it like someone you know, an artist you know, or? It's a couple of people. I mean, the artist, um, oh, God, what is that? It's, it's um, uh, uh person Ginger knows. Um, but it's a, it's a, a couple of, um, a guy drew the heart and another person put together the, the, the cover. And, um, but it, I mean, it's really good. It's a really, really good, like, image. And, you know, the whole, like, film poster sort of, it's it's great. You know, it really, yeah. really works. Yeah, really yeah, it works. looks great. It's got that kind mm. of fold in the middle, isn't it? It's just, yeah, this looks yeah. great. Yeah, it really, really. Like something you, you, you picked up in Blockbusters back in the day and you forgot about it. Yeah. I used to love Friday Night at Blockbuster. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So obviously we know that you're uh, you're a big fan of cooking, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. There is mm-hmm. a weird question for you. Um, if you're on death row, what would be yeah. your last meal? Uh, uh, probably. Um, God, it's a really hard one because I love gourmet junk food. I love America, like you know America. They do like wings and burgers and stuff like that yeah. better than any country and so probably go for some wings nice yeah yeah because i'd have to be in america to um uh be on death row and oh, americans you can't get a decent curry in america it's hard it's getting better but i mean they haven't got a clue out there okay. so i'll go for what they do well i'll go for the national dish of america chicken Chicken wings. How hot are we going yeah. with the chicken wings? Oh, they're as hot as anyone can take it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Chicken wings aren't hot. I don't know why you're eating them. I mean, yeah, no, like, there's no um, point, is there? There's no point. Um, <laughs> I like hot food. I like spicy food. So, um, yeah, I, I, I remember um, I was in my family uh, um, from New York. So uh, most of my, my family live in New York. So I was out with my brother and um, my cousin in New York and um, breakfast lunch and, and dinner i had chicken wings and my cousin's like man i've never seen anyone so into chicken wings and so if, everywhere we went we went to the chicken wing challenges where they they give you like, the hottest thing and basically you know you get beers free and stuff but i was in one place and i said they had a menu that went up to 24 and i went oh i love, I love the hottest thing you got number 24 and i went really no one had, orders that and i went yeah just do it and they brought it around and i, and I was just started eating it and chatting them and then the waitress is looking at me and she went you're not sweating oh of course not that hot to be honest with you and i did i didn't think it was uh, she went there's just something wrong with you it's like it's and she got like a chef brown and the man you go look at him he's not sweating i went it's it's, it's not that hot <laughs> so i ended up having a conversation with the chef and the manager they're going like well, what's hot chili they go well what, what are you putting in this and i went oh, i'll give you a list of another t- 10 chilies, which, you know, if you want to kill people, these are the ones you need to go to, yeah. Yeah, so, of course. I, I do like it whenever it says, oh, there's a challenge, the hottest thing in the world. But if you can make something hot and really tasty, you're good. Anyone can make something crazy hot, but if it's hot and tasty, yeah, you're a, you're a good, good cook. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sam was forced to eat a whole curried lobster once and then yeah. threw up outside the curry house. <laughs> if that oh, wasn't what a <laughs> 
Curried lobster. That sounds lovely. I've never had curried curry. lobster. Yeah. I don't think wow. I don't think it was cooked properly. I wasn't very well. They brought oh, it out. Really? They brought it out as like a like a token gesture to you, didn't they? Yeah. And uh, and no one want, no one wanted to eat this lobster, so he was like, I was with three vegetarians. So yeah, it made me. Oh, yeah. Think. So he did oh, the right so they, thing. And... They cooked a lobster and they didn't cook it properly, and you got well, ill. I didn't even know what a lobster was. Yeah, so <laughs> right. it was sitting in front of me. I'd never eaten anything like it, and they just gave me a knife and. All the people in this restaurant who worked there all stood around me, like waiting for me yeah. to do something. So I start hacking at this thing. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, and I'm, I'm eating all. I'm, I'm like, I'm eating it, and I'm like, yeah, the bits of it were all right. And then um, it was really spicy. It was, but it was curried. It was it? curried. Yeah, it was not. It was the curry, but the curry bit was nice. But then I ran outside. I was a bit unwell, <laughs> and uh, then I bumped into a mate of mine the next day, and I was like, like there was all this like grey stuff in it. Like, and he went, yeah, that's what. And he, he's a chef, and he said, yeah, that's what we call the poo tube. They're supposed to take that before they cook. Yeah, you're supposed to take it. It can make you really ill. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it yeah. did. <laughs> they didn't prepare it properly. I mean, but I mean, have you eaten lobster since? No. <laughs> Oh I don't my think I god! And the lobster is just God. Oh god, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I'd give it. I, another I go. like all food, man. I like all food. So um, there isn't. There was. I mean, um, I was vegetarian for about fifteen years, but I um, I stopped taking coke, as in cocaine. I stopped taking coke, 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 as in cocaine, cocaine. I stopped taking. Coke. I stopped taking.
But I um I stopped taking coke, as in cocaine, yeah. and replaced it with meat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now I realised that like snorting steak is you're better off eating it. So I started yeah. eating meat. Brilliant. Oh, you can't beat a good steak. Didn't you go a bit wild when you was in Honeycrack? I, I heard mm-hmm. one of your other podcasts, and you guys were so bang on it. Did you ever come close to death, CJ? Yeah, a hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> um, God, I mean, it, it's there was a very, very long period, you know, with the Wild Hearts, honey crap, back in the Wild Hearts, where we were just partying for, you know, decades. So you're kind of like, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're a rock and roll band. Uh, you know, it's just, we weren't the Osmonds. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we were, there, what's that boy band who, who all the girls used to like? They split up now. Was it One One Direction? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah we, were, we were One Direction. No, no, I can imagine. <laughs> Definitely not, mate. No. They'd run a mile from you guys, wouldn't they? <laughs> I don't. I mean, they're, they're, some of them are, uh, are quite edgy looking now, aren't they? But I don't think they're. Um, yeah, I, I definitely would have lasted uh, probably twenty minutes on our tour bus. Bless them. What do you think of today's that? music scene? Then I love it. Love it. Yeah, I love music, look, you know. Um, there's a lot of good stuff out there, isn't there? Yeah, I, I'm not nostalgic. So um, um, I've, I've said this quite often that I'm always looking forward mm. and looking towards what's coming. And um, uh, if, if, if you live in the past all the time and you're worrying about, you know, you should have done that, it makes you depressed. People who mm. live in the past tend to get quite depressed because they're always like oh could have done that differently done this it, it doesn't matter it's been it's gone you know what really matters is what's coming in the future and um i embrace the future with open arms and and um you know um i loved what i did in the 
past. Um, I hated my mistakes, but if I hadn't done those mistakes, I wouldn't be here right now. And I wouldn't be the person I am right now. I wouldn't be talking to you. Mm. And um, I'm a firm believer. Well, I believe that I've learned from my mistakes and I really do hope so. But right now, you know, I don't have a problem with modern music. I, I mean, I love dance, love hip hop. I love rock. I don't listen to much rock new new rock bands you know i probably listen to more like commercial music but um uh i have no problem with it you know um i'm not one of those old bastards you go oh, it's better in the 80s it was better in the 70s i mean there's nothing more boring than some old cunt going on about how how better it was no it wasn't like you were just younger then you know yeah. and people there would have been people your same age now would have been saying the same thing to you you've just turned into an old miserable bastard (laughs) (laughs) I'm always saying to him nothing gets better than the music in the 90s or the grunge and all that yeah but you love new music I do I do love new music you always bring in new music weren't there Britpop oh Britpop yeah horrible horrible I mean you know I'm not one for name in bands now but it was awful Britpop it was just it was there's just no there was no what it was it was a bunch of indie bands thinking they were rock it was just it just wasn't yeah. it wasn't yeah it was, I know what just, you mean I know what you mean you had bands yeah. on the cusp who were almost rock like the placebo or whatever and they were pretty good but then mm. yeah some of the big pop stuff was a bit it was it's, a bit shaming. It was just, yeah, I mean, it didn't last very long and it's never going to come back. So it kind of shows you how good it was. I mean, uh, it, I, I mean I'm mean, i a punk rocker if I had to put my hand up. I was say I was a punk rocker. And, you know, if something has that attitude, I, I still like it. And, um, you know, um, I want to go out kicking and screaming. I think on stage now I move around more than I did when, you know, 30 years ago. And, and, you know, I'm 53 now and I want to go on stage and have a jump around and a dance and a shout. I don't want to go on stage and at my age and just be all, you know, slowing mm. down, getting the acoustics out. And oh, it's just, there's, if you're going to go out, go out kicking and screaming. And yeah, all mate, yeah. Oh, love totally, it. totally. Love but it, I suppose it. if you went on stage now, you probably like, you can see everything. Whereas in the old days, you would probably look inebriated. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my feet are firmly on the ground now, so yeah. It, you're not flying above the stage now. Yeah. <laughs> but there's nothing more. Uh, there's nothing worse than you know. We've been together what 32 years, this band, and there's nothing worse than a bunch of old dudes mellowing out and you know doing acoustic albums and just slowing down. It's just it's tragic, and you don't need to mellow out as you get older. No, and, oh, totally. You know, it's you know, like you, you, sh- you should. I mean, we want to make rock music. We want to make music that's electric, and you know, we want people to come and have a dance and a scream and a shout, and you know, have a good time. And and it's like there's nothing wrong in slowing down and mellowing out, but it's, it's not for me, and I don't I don't think it's for the wild hearts. No, we're um, that's brilliant though. You know, I mean, like you know, I'm I'm 43 now, and I still play rock music. You know, so. Yeah. And I can't, I can't imagine ever stopping. I'd like to do that. You know, we only do it as a hobby. We don't get paid to do it. But I can't imagine, I can't imagine my life without having that as a hobby. You know, I love it. I mean, I was talking with Ginge uh, recently, and, and we were saying that you know we're just going to carry on until you know everyone's dead and we can't make music anymore. And um, but I, I mean, I can definitely see unless something hideous goes wrong, I can see us making music into us. 
sixties. Oh, brilliant! I can't see it stopping. So we're um, we're coming to see you at this Hard Rock Hell Yarmouth in November. I have no idea what you're talking about, but it sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) They haven't put that one in your calendar yet. Um, On the bill, wild hearts are on the bill. (laughs) It's November, so um, I don't really pay much attention to where we're playing or when when we're playing all i know is we've got a bunch of festivals in july and i think a few in august and then we've got a whole heap of gigs in september we'll be on a, a tour bus so i'll just turn up and play yeah yeah and then get back on the tour bus and you know get out of town as a gig's a gig man just i just dying to get back out on, on stage you know and yeah, yeah. Give it, just have a jump around yeah, are you, are you going to find some time to sort of uh, to tour your last album? No, not not not. Um, if if I do any solo stuff, it'll probably be next year, and I'll most likely have another album out by then. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, one of the reasons why I don't tour solo is because of the size of the venues and the fact right. that I can't take a full crew out. And I'm not lazy; I'm just older now, and at my age. I don't want to be lifting tons of gear and I don't, I, you know, I don't want to be with the wild hearts. We have full crew on tour buses, hotels, you know, it's, it's you know, we play halls, you know, and, and there's a level of um, it's comfortable. You yeah. know, we have riders, dinners, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Have, I mean, when you start getting into pubs and clubs, I can't take a crew, a full crew. On, on no, tour, that's when you're like sleeping in the back of the transit on the cabs, isn't it? I've done it. Well, I don't sleep on the back of the transit. So, you know, um, if I was doing that, I'd get a proper job because, yeah. you know, um, I've toured at a certain level for many, many years. And, and um, I just, I so when I do go out and do some solo gigs, because I really want to, I will probably do about five or six gigs next year. And um, I couldn't, I couldn't tour, you know, extensively with that that setup it would just kill me i'm too old too old it's, it's a young man's game when you, you've got to do it yourself at that level yeah. fair play mate and yeah. plus i suppose as, as we all know now it's like you know family time is so much more important as well isn't it so you know yeah. you need to yeah. have that time with your family and that well and, i mean i'll be honest with you um you know back in the day you know if someone said you know where do you want to be i'd say i want to be on a tour bus now, if someone asked me where i want to be i, I want to be with my son you know i want to be with my family i want to hang out with my you know my partner yeah, you know, that, yeah. But one of the things lockdown ran home to me was how how much I love being at home, how much I love being around my my family, around my my girlfriend, and my son. And um, those things are the most important things to me mm. in, in my world, in my life. And and um, you know, my my parents are both have dementia. They're both in different homes, and and you know, not being able to visit them and stuff like that is is been you know. The fact that my mom hasn't been in the same room as my dad since May, mm. you know, and I really want my mom, my dad's, my dad, the last time my mom was with my dad was when he was dying and, and um, I had to get her out of our home, special permission to go and say goodbye to my dad in hospital. But my dad's pulled through. Right, right. By crook and he shouldn't right. be here. Even his doctor's saying it's a miracle, but... You know, he forgets who we are, and you know, last time I, I visited him in the pod, he remembered who I was, and the, and, the, and for the first time in every year, he actually asked where my mum was. Right. And um, uh, it's really important that I get my mum and my dad together in the same room, just so they can hug each other. And and I'm yeah. waiting for his to lift to a point where they, my mum can leave her home. 
home and, and visit my dad because my dad can't walk anymore and he doesn't really talk mm. much and um so it's really important that, that i get them in the room together before my dad goes and, and you know it's things like that put your mm. life into perspective and and you know it it rams home what is really really important and um i love my band i love the fact that i make a living from you know playing the guitar and singing but it it's i make a living it's not my life my yeah. life is my family you know and and the people who i truly love that's my life that's who that's who i am yeah yeah oh definitely definitely i think yes. we've all got kids the same age isn't your boy about six now is he yeah yeah, yeah my I'm boy's happy. five he's his seven so very you're a lot you're like you guys are like 10 more maybe years younger than me because um, i became a dad when i was 46 and right. um uh i mean josh is seven in in august but uh, uh my son's called josh <laughs> yeah all right well, there you go good name um he um he kicks my ass man and he keeps me on my toes and it's really nice having having this young like entity in my life and and he's just brilliant and and the fact that he's a boy i mean kids toys now are amazing oh, but the, what they have at their fingertips i wanted that in the 70s toys in the 70s were shit you know action men <laughs> stuff. I mean, board games. There's a reason. Why they, is it spelled B-O-R-E-D, isn't it? Board yeah. games. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so my son loves Monopoly. He wants Monopoly all the time. And it's like, yeah, it takes about six hours. <laughs> um, the, 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 Josh is really, I mean, because I'm really into computer games. I don't get much time to play them. But, I, you know, I have, I have, you know, a real high-end computer. So when I do play games, you know, my graphics are fucking singing to to me but um he really likes um computer games and stuff but um he's uh he has a very balanced life you know he never spends too long on on one thing it's always a bit a bit of another but i was god i'd love to be a kid now you know um in the 70s all i was waiting for was computer games and you know mm. things to be interesting I, I i struggled with you know i hate lego and stuff like that so it's just doesn't sing to me but you know the, the first consoles that came out i grabbed one and i embraced it and went yeah this is this is this is the future and yeah so i am i am definitely a, a child of the future and the present rather than someone who wants to you know play board games and play with an action man i can't think of weird isn't it mate because because like with me with computers the graphics were getting better and better and better and you had like the call of duties and all this kind of stuff come out and now my son's into computer games what does he want to play all the time minecraft and it's like one pixel square and it's it's crazy yeah. my, my son and his son play minecraft online from their yeah. houses yeah, their headphones. Getting, um, yeah and it's I'm like getting, oh my god they're so young. Yeah, uh, he wanted it. He asked me because I said, well, "What game do you want next?" He's like, "Oh, Minecraft," because his cousin plays it, and he hasn't got it yet. So I'm gonna, um, I am gonna get it. But um, I don't know if you know um, what ray tracing is. Um, it's it's a form when you've got high end graphic cards or the new graphic cards. They do something called ray tracing, and if, if only certain games, all new games will have that ability. But if if, if it's been programmed in. When you, when you have a graphics card that has ray tracing, it makes the graphics look a hundred times better. Really? And Minecraft, you can ray trace Minecraft to make it look a lot better than the one pixel. Right. Sort of. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. The difference is, is phenomenal. Yeah. 
Wow. But yeah, you do need a, a, a card. I mean, these cards are, they're like 800, 900 a grand a pop. Yeah. 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 I mean, our boys are playing it on PS4. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the PS5. Yeah, the PS5 has the ability to. Oh, it? I've been trying to get one since they came out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a real shortage on all most high-end computer stuff, but that's because of the silicon shortage with, um, with the, the graphics cards that use silicon. And um, there's a huge shortage of, of silicon. And, and I've, I've heard that uh, Mercedes has taken the lion's share of silicon in the world. So computer components are, are really scarce. Hard oh. to come. My next door neighbour, he works for Fords, and he just, he's having three weeks off. Told me this on the drive yesterday because Fords don't have any of the chips to go in the cars. Yeah. They've run that's out of the chips. Thing. And they basically yeah. said, shut it down for three weeks, all go home. Yeah. That's, that's no, the, there's that's no chips. So you're, yeah, the silicon they use to, to, to make the chips. And um, so, um, yeah, it's only fish, no chips at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of fish and chips, do you have your hot sauce for your fish and chips? Um, I have hot sauce on every. I, I, I mean, I, I'm not a fish and chip person, but when I do eat fish and chips, I, I always um, have my hottest hot sauce on. Nice. On What's yeah. the hottest? What is the hottest sauce you own that you've oh, got? Uh, what well, in my own sauces or in my line yeah, of sauces? Devil spit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Devil spit's my own my own sauce, but I, I do one called extreme. But I'll be really honest with you. Um, I don't normally have hot sauce on most of my food. Most of my food I use um like smoked chili flakes. Yeah. I use and um I use like uh Carolina Reaper flakes of smoked or ghost pepper flakes and these are really like super hot. I love chilies. those bad boy. Um but I love I mean my favorite. I have a garlic sauce, garlic hot sauce, which is my favorite, and I'm bringing out an extreme version of that um next month. Nice. So um Oh, are you going to yeah, bring some out I, next month? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I only opened, right. I didn't open my shop for two years and because um, I was too busy with the Wild Hearts, but lockdown enabled me to open my shop. But I only open it for 10 days at a time. And then mm. there's like a, it'll be shot for five months. And I'm opening it next month. And that could be the only time this year for 10 days. And that could be the only time this year you'll be able to get hold of my sauce. Wow. Yeah. Do you know the dates? Yeah, it's, a set, it's the beginning of the, the third week in May. Cool, cool. Because we were going to get, we were going to get some, wasn't we? When we emailed you, we were going to get some and try it on. Oh, so we're doing this, but oh, yeah, wow. we hadn't made it yet. Yeah, so yeah. Just... yeah. Beginning of the third week in May, I'll open my shop for ten days, and then it shuts. And then, uh, if I have time, I might do a Christmas sale. But the way it's looking right now, with if things open up, the wild that's going to be very busy. So yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Get it while it's hot. Oh, you know we will. We know. How did you even get into making like, your own sauce? Hmm? How did you even Myself? get into it? How did you get into making your own sauce? Um, from my mum, because uh, she's always made her own. Um, well, she did. I mean, not now being in the home, but she always made her own hot sauce. So, um, uh, the reason why is because back in the day, hot sauces weren't hot enough. So she'd get like the hottest, hottest chilies and make her own sauce. And she'd always have it with her food, everything. So yeah. from a very young age, I was, you know, putting hot sauce on. I just love the burn. It's very addictive, hot sauce. Spicy food is very I addictive. love it, mate. Yeah. I've got it. Which is, it's a natural um, antidepressant as well. It keeps 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 people quite yeah. buoyant. And, uh, yeah. yeah, and the capsicum and everything, it's like good for your heart. It's good for everything. Good for blood mm. sugar. It's, you yeah. know, it's a wonderful property. 
Also. Yeah, masses and masses of health benefits, um, like um, chili. And so, yeah, through my mom. And then I had a solo album called Mabel out a good few years ago. And uh, I wanted to do a source based on my mom's source. And a local company uh, got in contact, said, oh, bring your recipe down and, and we will um, we will uh, use your recipe because other companies wanted me to use their recipe. And I, I was too nice to say that their hot sauces were tasteless and yeah. weren't very nice. And this is what you should do. And um, yeah, listen to someone who's half Indian and African when it comes to hot food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Way, no, would, why would you just it. put your name on someone else's sauce? Do you know what I mean? I mean, no, I mean, I didn't. I was, I was looking, and, and you know, God bless their hearts. You know, there's some really nice sauces out there, but they weren't as good as what I was used to. And, mm. and you know, you get a lot of really, really good hot sauces in the states and, and the West Indies, but um, Britain's catching up now. There's a lot of like um, small um, hot sauce manufacturers out there who just make some wonderful wonderful sauces but six seven years ago it was quite you'll be hard pushed to find something which had any flavor lots right. of heat but so when you went in there of... when you went into uh like produce the hot sauce did you have to put the goggles on and all that was it like a real serious thing or was it just get in there here's my ingredients chop it up and just smash this in yeah, if it's if if you're using super hot chilies, yeah, it's, you, you need to put a mask and goggles on. But um, um, it's only for the um initial process, yeah, because once they start cooking, things calm down. But um, yeah. it's uh, uh, I, I mean, I I like I like the pain you get. <laughs> it's, yeah. he likes the pain, though. <laughs> Yeah. So I've been mistaken a few times of like cutting up scotch bonnets or whatever and then gone for yeah. and fucking hell. Jesus age Christ. You know about it for hours, don't you? I know. I mean scotch bonnets are really nice, but I mean it's uh, I mean I use um naga chilies in, in mine, which are uh, uh, a lot hotter than a scotch bonnet. But, I love naga. Yeah, they're not they're not super hot, you know. You get you get it into like when you get into the ghost scorpions, uh reapers, the Carolina Reapers, which are my favourite, um like um, chilies it gets crazy but i don't want to use them in, in my sauce because most people don't like sauces that hot so no, i've no. on purpose kept my sauces quite they're hot but they're not crazy hot because i want to you know i need to sell them and i need to it's not a hobby you know it's a, it's a, another stream of income for me so course, i'm not yeah, making yeah. you know money from this because my hot sauces are too hot and no one wants to buy them then you know i'm shooting myself in the foot have you have you eaten a raw carolina reaper um, yes, yeah, lots. You know, when 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 I um, does that not I bother you? Bother. Does that not bother you? Well, because it bothers me, bothers me. Yeah, but I like it. <laughs> he likes it. He likes the man it. likes the pain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I like getting tattooed because the pain is really it focuses. It, it's like um, anyone who says tattoo and getting tattoos is is painless. It's talking out of their ass, but it's a oh, nice pain when you get tattooed. It, it really, I, I stop thinking about shit and I just focus on on that pain and I, I'm really addicted. And the same thing when 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 you eat crazy hot food, your body just oh, it's amazing. Just it's great. Have you seen the uh, tattoo artist from Copenhagen, Mamiya? Have you seen? No. Him? Yeah, no. look him up on Instagram. It does all like it's like gothic and females and like fifth dimension stuff all linked into one. And my friend actually got some tattoos by him. He's, he's been out to Copenhagen to have them. They they say he's it's like weird one of the kind of hybrid tattoos. Yeah, I'm, I'll ping you the link to it after, and you'll see. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I mean, um, I'm not a fan. 
I think it, I'm not a fan of. I love traditional tattoos. I love, I, love, I love tattoos that look like tattoos with black outlines and stuff. And I love Japanese tattoos. But there's some amazing tattoo artists out there. They do all that photorealistic stuff. Yeah. But um, I don't want a photo of, of you know my, my son on my arm. You know, I don't, I don't want to, <laughs> or my grand. That freak me out. Or you know, my dog. It's like yeah. um, I understand people are into that sort of thing, but I, I like you know the Sailor Jerry stuff and the real kind of you know traditional looking tattoos. I think yeah. I think for me yeah. that's my mum made done that one for me, and it's kind of like the yeah, kind of yeah that's but, traditional, it's kind of heavy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. he, I've, seen, he, I mean, I've seen I've seen some tattoos. I mean, honestly, they look like photographs. It's, it's yeah, the, the techniques and how talented. But um, no, I'm a I'm definitely bang down um traditional. Yeah. Rolling. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's endless now, isn't it? You can get anything tattooed on your body. Yeah. Of course, yeah. The guy who does mine is funny enough. His name's Steve, um, but um, he's um, he's the biggest Wild Hearts fan I've ever met. And oh, that's brilliant. He, yeah, yeah, I think uh, I, I don't know. I don't think it was the Wild Hearts, but I think I, I might be wrong. But he supported Ginger or someone somewhere, and it was like it was like the best night of his life. Oh, I, I, t- I tell you what. I mean, since I've, I mean, I started getting heavily tattooed when my son arrived, and um, I was really late into get. I had a few tattoos, you know, when I was younger, but I mean, I, I really got the bug, and you know, mm. I'm planning on covering most of my body, and um, you know, and I'm working my way through, as you can see, you know. Um, but uh, uh, you know, a lot of tattoo artists. You'd be half pushed to find a tattoo artist in this country, good ones who haven't done wild art tattoos. It's yeah. amazing. Uh, uh, the smiley bones or something like that. I so totally believe it. Yeah. Who designed that smiley bones originally? Was that one of you guys? Right. It was a friend of Bam Bam, our, our original drummer, um, a guy called Will. He lived in um, LA. And um, he was, uh, he ripped off a character called Evil Ernie. And Evil Ernie, I can't remember the cartoon he's in, but Evil Ernie, if you see Evil Ernie, it's Smiley Bones. And it is, I'll, I'll show you Evil Ernie. Okay. There we go. You see Smiley Bones there? Oh, yeah. That's Evil Ernie. That's the original right, Evil right. Ernie. Nice. See? Cool. Right. And that's Smiley Bones, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, please, yeah. Man. Right. <laughs> oh, so, oh my god, I love that picture of the cat. Is that actually your cat? No, it's just a picture of a cat. Uh, <laughs> no, I'll tell you why I say that because there's a company online. You send them a picture of your cat or your dog, and they put yeah. them on like a like a human body with like medals or whatever, and they frame oh, it. Right. That's okay. what it was. Oh, no. you get your cat so, on um, socks and that now, can't you as well? Yeah. Well, the dude, like Will in LA, so this was, he, he did the cover for um, Don't Be Happy, Just Worry. Um, yeah. It was like our second EP. And he got paid in speed and, and he did this cover and it was amazing. It turned out, we're like, oh my God, it's insane. insane. And, and, um, and then years later, you know, because the smiley bone really took off and it, you know, it's kind of the Wild Arts logo and it's really, you know, a lot, you know, you might not have heard of Bam, but a lot of people recognise the Smiley Bones. I've seen adverts around towns and stuff like that. But then we went, shit, he's ripped off Evil Ernie. Eventually, people go, oh, have you seen Evil Ernie? And we, and we saw it. And we're like, but the people who who um, designed Evil Ernie, 
they were fine with the smiley veins because it kind of led people to evil Ernie and vice right. versa. So they were really cool. Yeah. Someone so, didn't get the answer about something? No. no we, didn't get, we didn't get sued or anything. Yeah. Like so it's like, um, yeah. <laughs> it was all good in the hood. Yeah. Have you, have you seen them? Uh, this is totally going off it. Those Amazon shops now they've got in the States where you walk in, you don't pay for anything. There's no staff. You just walk in and it, it knows you've got a phone on you. You pick what right. you want, order what you want in there. Right. And as you walk out, it just charges your phone. Have you seen this? No, but... Rocky. Right, so the, the shop is like a big warehouse, yeah? Or... It's like a, like a shop, say, like, I don't know, like M&S or something. Going in there. So you have, like, goods out onto shelves and stuff like that? Yeah, I think they've got goods and they've got little... Um, tablets in there where you can order other stuff and you can uh, yeah, you can go right. in and uh, there's one where you it's a shops amazon like food or something you can just grab a load of drinks and food take it and just walk straight out and it just charges your phone as you walk out you're right. on you're about 36 it's... different cameras right so um yeah but what stops people just going in there and grabbing stuff and running away nothing that's a good question. I don't know. Everyone, everyone has, you know, buys from Amazon or has a phone. I mean, it's, um, I, I tell you. I, Leave your phone I'm outside, walk in. Maybe, you're not, maybe you can't get through the threshold if you haven't got a phone that's linked to Apple Pay or something. It won't right, leave you. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. A, I mean, it's a great idea. I mean, it, it's, um, as I said, you've got to embrace the future. You know, things are going to change. <laughs> I was going to say to you that, that Amazon that Amazon shop. What, what about the theory yeah. of that? The, would that work with like a UK pub or a UK bar? You just go in, or you know, a get yourself a, a get yourself <laughs> yeah. a pint, and then go and sit at a table, and it just tallies up. I, your- I, don't, I mean, I, there's a hospitality like restaurants, pubs, stuff like that. You you need um, interaction with with you know bar staff, you know waiting staff. You know, managing. You kind of need that. It's part of um. It's like uh, it's, it's part of the experience, isn't it? Yeah, you know, um, it is. It is. Yeah. Um, but uh, shops, like I, I like the idea of the Amazon shop. You know, um, and uh, to be to be honest with you, I've always done a, a lot of online shopping, and I've always I always tend to buy more stuff online anyway than going to shops. I'm a, I don't like queuing up for anything, and um, unless I truly need it, I will never queue up for it because there's nothing you know you need that much that you're going to stand in a queue for two hours for and and, uh, one of the things which really appalled me uh, at the end of the last lockdown was people queuing up for two hours to get chicken mcnuggets (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty shocking you need to have a word of yourself if you'll queue up for two hours to get a box of chicken mcnuggets there's something really wrong with you yeah it's it's not normal behavior no one should miss like food like that that much. No, no. Uh, it's, if it's Naga wings, then fair enough. I wouldn't even queue up for them. I just, I just don't, and I'm not. I'm, I just don't like queuing up for something. And this, this is life or death, and you really need it. Like you know, if I need to get somewhere, and I'll queue up for a ticket on a, to get on a bus or a train or a plane. But I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't queue up for like nuggets or you know, I wouldn't queue up to get into Primark or something. People are queuing <laughs> up to get into Primark, Sports Direct. What, what do you miss that much from Primark Sports Directly? You're going to queue up for two hours. You've got far too much style to go to Primark. <laughs> so I was in Primark this morning. Oh. <laughs> um, I was buying my son's little boxer shorts and underpants. You know, because they're perfect for like crap like that. It's great. You know, I mean, they, they, 
Because people try and make it sound posh and they call it Primarche, don't they? <laughs> I mean, Primarche, I'll tell you what, Primark for musicians, it's perfect for when you're touring. Me and Richie were going to Primark and buy our underwear and stuff. And then you, 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 that way you're not carrying around tons of dirty laundry. You kind of wear it. I know it's really bad, but we'll wear these pants on stage and then throw them away. There's some lucky fan out there somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's like you don't want to be carrying bags full of dirty laundry when you're on a tour bus and stuff like that, you know. So Primark's great for that, to buy cheap underwear and stuff that you can dispose of. Yeah. Uh, You must must have some great stories from the road. What's what's like the funniest thing that's happened on any tour you've been on? There's got to be some crackers in your brain. Oh, there's there's so many. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I can't I can't really repeat. And um, you know, it's it's just um, I mean, we're a rock and roll band, so all the things you think would happen with a rock and roll band have happened to us. Um, uh, one funny funny one was like um, you you can't crap on a tour bus, and um, so you know if 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 you need to take a dump, you you know your body clock gets adjusted so you, you you start taking dumps in halls when you know the bus is going to be at halls and stuff like that but we we're on tour in the states and um uh we started um just getting the because halls weren't open and if we, we, we you know loading wasn't until you know three or o'clock we'd turn up in cities or towns we'd get our tour bus to drive to a hooters and at least at Hooters, we could get some food and, you know, we could, you know, have a dump and stuff like that. But we turned up really early. I think it was in Shreveport, Louisiana. And we turned up at two Hooters really, really early. And um, Stiddy, our Ben drummer, was dying for a crap. And, and it, it, there was nowhere to go, so he used the bag. And he got himself a carrier bag. He did his crap thing, tied it up and just, he, instead of throwing it in the bin, he threw it on the roof. <laughs> I think he was so... So annoyed that he couldn't get his like, burger and his bun, you know. So, and then eventually, who is opened up, and, and we went in there, and the place just reeked. <laughs> so when we threw it, the bag must have gone into some intake fan and opened up. Yeah, and it was. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! You <laughs> didn't stay in there for long. Yeah, we did. We didn't eat wings that day, unfortunately. No, yeah. we went to McDonald's and we queued up. For chicken McNuggets for four hours, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the view's really nice, but this place stinks. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that sort of like that, that, that carrier bag is still hanging on to something up there. Just, I, I'm, I'm sure they would have sent some poor engineer up there, some maintenance. He's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Nothing opening that bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember on in in. We were in Tokyo Airport and John Poole, he, he went through the baggage X-ray machine. He actually got on it. Actually, you could see on the screen. You could see the X-ray of him and we told him, that's it, you're never going to have kids. You know, he thought, he thought he'd like made himself like sterile, man. Radiation for one mean, of them yeah. things. The Japanese, like, back, they were just laughing. Going, oh, like, can you imagine doing that in America, man? You'd be in prison. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, mate, God. when you arrive in LA, don't they just interrogate the fuck out of you when you show them your yeah. passport? Yeah. You're yeah. like, I'm only yeah. here to go to fucking Disney World <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, he went. Yeah, he went for the baggage X-ray machine, which was really yeah. I remember. I remember. Oh, he looked like Homer Simpson on the um on the on, on the screen. <laughs> Did someone get a picture of it? Huh? Did someone get a picture of it? No, no. no that's a but shame, it, isn't it? It was, it was brilliant. It was really good. Yeah. Oh, wow. John's like one of those. John's a, a funny guy, John Paul. He's just like one of those. You know, if if he wasn't in a band, he'd be on like you know television, definitely. Mm. Mm. It's great fun being in a band, though, isn't it? Great, great times, man. Great times. Yeah, um, it can be good fun. It can also be horrendous. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's no secret that you know the Wild Hearts. We've had a lot of drama uh, in this band, and you know I've fallen out with Ginger lots and lots of times, and and. Um, you know, we get on great, me and Ginger. We we also fall out. We're like brothers, but um, we also know that we have real chemistry, me and him. You know, yeah. and cars and the way our voices work. But there've been there've been times in the Wild Hearts in other bands I've been in when it's been horrible. It's like you just don't want to be there, and, and you know, unfortunately, you're you're thousands of miles away from home and you're stuck. Yeah, you know, on a tour bus or you know, on a stage with people you don't want to be around. And all bands have have that. It, it, it's it's not just being in a band when you spend too much time with anybody, it gets, yeah. it gets you great, don't you? you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, if, if, if lockdown taught us anything, it is exactly that, you know, some, when you literally can't get away from people even that you love the most, yeah, they can great on you. It happens. It does happen. Yeah. It's all right. You need, you need people, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people need their own space. It's a really important thing having your own space and being able to, you know, chill on your own. During the first lockdown, when I was homeschooling my little boy, yeah, we were winding each other up, you yeah. know. But yeah. you know, um, eventually, he'd go back to his mom, you know, and and I'd have I'd be on my own in my flat, and he'd be like, "Yes, it'd be lovely." And then within an hour, I'd be missing him, you know. But yeah. um, you need you need to have your own space. It's really important if you spend too much time. And bands spend a lot of time together. But yeah. um, fortunately enough, you know, now we know the balance, we know what to do and, you know, we can take ourselves away if we need space and stuff like that. But, mm. it's, you know, it's taken a long time, but I think it's a really good balance in the world arts now, emotionally, yeah. spiritually and physically. Yeah. Well, I mean, it shows in the music as well, you know. I mean, I, I like everything you've ever done, but like, the confidence in the last album for me was, it just had everything for me, you know. Oh, brilliant. brilliant. Well, well, I, ho- I hope... I hope this this album, which comes out in September, I hope it, it, it I hope it is well received as as the last one. Mm. Is there any is there any plans for any singles or anything? There is, yeah. Will that be um, before the album? I mean, yeah, the single market isn't like what it used to be. So, um, you know, uh, we we're not going to be playlisted on Radio One and stuff like that. We're just not that type of band, um, you know. And 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 to be honest, if people were a bit old for sort of stations but um singles are ultimately tools for selling more copies of the album and getting your music into maybe people who you know getting your music to people who maybe never heard of the band or so um you know but there will be be singles coming off the album and, and it's it's coming out on a on a label so it'll have all the bells and whistles that any yeah. album coming out on any label has attached to it you know, yeah so i mean a, you could probably like you say done the album over the you know, over the internet or whatever, you can do the video the same way, couldn't you? Someone can look you up the video for that. About uh, you yeah. even being there. <laughs> um, I mean, we 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 don't like having our pictures taken as a band anymore. We don't like being in videos anymore. It's not. We're just not. Um, you know, it's just not something we feel you know comfortable with. Yeah, you know, probably be something. Hmm? 
more 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 something to do with the artwork for the album then go down that road. I think um, there is a video being made now. Yeah, probably banned, but um, you know we're not in it. Yeah. Well, mate, I mean, I can imagine you gave up the videos after you were thrown up on on the caffeine bomb video. I mean, what was that like? <laughs> it was all right. It was just soup. So you know, we got a scene and we have got a meal out of it. Um, I mean, I did a, I had a solo album out last year and I did a video for that where I was dressed up as a clown and stuff like that. So that, that was fun, but I'm working on my own and I played Mm. each member of the band. So it's, 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 um, it's, uh, I, 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 there's always that thing when you've got like a band together and, and if you're not all into it and you, you know, you know, it, it kind of, it's at our age what are we gonna how are we gonna make a video look kind of modern and new and stuff like that so i think i think it's a safe bet is not to have us in the video and use <laughs> actors or you know other people in the- talking about album siege right and that's um peking duck first track i mean that's almost to me that's almost metal it is metal, yeah. I mean, it's metal. It's hardcore punk now, yeah. so it's it's, it's hardcore. It's a, it's a mixture of punk and metal. Um, uh, I've intentionally made all my solo albums get heavier and heavier as I go along, and I kind of have a, a real punk and heavy side. Plus, I use um, Jace from Bullet for my Valentine. He plays drums on my solo stuff, so he's a metal drummer. Yeah, I didn't know that. So, yeah, yeah. So um, you know, I've got I've got a metal drummer, so I can do the double bass drum stuff, and you can play all that sort of stuff. So I'm starting the next album um, this week. So right. it's called Devil. Yeah, I start that, and it's so it probably won't be as heavy as Siege because Siege was written during lockdown, but it's going to have that same metal and punk elements to it. So um, yeah, I'm cracking on, as they say. Brilliant, mate. Devil, yeah. yeah never, cool. never solo album. Little scoop there. Yeah. So yeah. Let, let me ask you this, CJ, because to be honest, um, our podcast is called Facing the Crowd. And the reason we called it that is because we started it and our first ever podcast was just me and him. And we were talking about gigs we've been to and all stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's gone on and we'd like to get other people involved. Um, but, um, so, yeah, what, what, we, what we always ask someone is what's the first gig you ever went to? Um, I was Kiss for the first band I saw. Oh, I wow. Was, um, <laughs> yeah, I was uh, 12. I saw him in 1980 on the Unmasked tour. And um, wow. and Iron Maiden were supporting them on the Maiden tour. Yeah. So and, Maiden and was very So that's when they first took off. The, yeah. No, no. They had makeup in 1980. They had makeup on. Oh. Yeah. The album's called Unmasked, but they, oh. they were. It was when Pete, Peter Chris had just left the band and Eric Card just joined the band. Yeah, so they had the full stage show and and um, yeah, I've, I've seen them a few a few times at um, Donington. They're, they're obviously they're brilliant, aren't they? So that was your first gig, Kiss and I made, and that is straight yeah. in there. Yeah. And, then after, and then the next one, the the like a, I think it was a couple of weeks later, I saw ACDC on the Back and Back tour. Yeah, wow. a <laughs> yeah. big hitters there. Hooked then, yeah, CJ. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> was that when you thought, I want to do this? I want to make a living out of music? When I saw Kiss come on stage, um, I turned to my dad and said, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, as soon as they came on stage. Um, I mean, I, I, I wasn't a Kiss fan for very long. Yeah. But it was such an impact on my life. Um, um, and if I hadn't seen that gig, I'd probably be a vet now and be or be very rich. 
Do you, had you gone with your dad because your dad was a fan, or had you said to your dad, I want to see this band, can you take me? Did it go, yeah, but my dad took us to see tons of bands, you know, like lots and lots of bands, Um, because we were massive rock bands, me and my brother. Um, so whenever bands are in town, I lived in Germany then as well, mm. so this is in Hanover, I saw, saw Kiss. Uh, um, whenever bands are in town, um, he'd take us to see him. And, you know, so we saw tons of bands. Nice. Yeah, and bands like that, Saxon, and you name them, I'd seen them. Yeah, yes. back in the day. And I, was, um, I was put on this path um, from a very young age. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. So good. Yeah. What about the first gig you played? Just tell us very briefly, how did you feel? Did you feel like, did you come yeah. off stage and think, this is it, I've done it? Or did you think, were you like literally shitting yourself like most people? I, um, um, I got kicked out of the, the hall for setting fire to the stage. Yeah. That'll do it. That'll yeah. do it. I got told I will never, ever play in this town ever again. What town was it? Clapton on Sea in Essex. <laughs> Have you played this <laughs> Rock and roll. I and I was 16 years old and I had a heavy metal band called Medusa and we made our own pyro and we set fire to ourselves on the stage and we got us to leave or we got escorted. Mate, Clapton's answer to Motley Crew, yeah? <laughs> yeah? And I never, I never played that town again, man. <laughs> oh, mate, that's great. CJ, you've been an absolute pleasure to talk to. Thank you. We wish you luck with everything, you, you know, the album that's coming out yeah. and also obviously your solo album. Um, yeah, no, it's been one. Yeah, thanks, CJ. Well, let's, um, let's, um, let's do it again um, later on in the year after I've toured and the album's out. Totally. And, you know, yeah, we'll I get that hot sauce off you. Yeah. We'll get that hot sauce off you when it, and we'll, yes, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll do it for the first time. We'll get some wings yeah. in here, yeah? Yeah. We'll next, next month, next month. If you don't get it next month, I don't know when you'll be able to get it. So we'll get it next good. month. I'm we'll get it. We'll get All it signed right, up. Have a great one, CJ. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. See you later, mate.